Vitel Ozulup was a concierge at the Valencia, an apartment building in Australia. She was looking for a broom, so she went into the compactor room. To her surprise, something was blocking the door. She pushed it open enough to see through the crack to find what she thought was a mannequin. She looked again to find that it was a body of a young woman. It seems that she had gone down the garbage chute. Who is this woman? Why is she in the garbage chute? Who put her here? Or did she put herself here? We'll find out all these questions and more in this episode of Crime Shack. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome you, mother. Welcome me. Yes. yes. Hello. Welcome you. Cabby's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting person today. It's going to be an adventure for everyone, I think. She's a little hyper. She hasn't recorded a podcast in a while and it's got to her head. <laughs> I truly have. So. Um, before we start today's case, just the regular shout outs. Thank you to Red J for the theme music, Willem for the cover art. Thank you to all of our listeners who are listening and telling friends. That's so fun. You should do that. Um, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we have a Facebook group, which link is always in our descriptions. It is a private group, but I will let you in as soon as humanly possible. I'm very active on social media. We also have an Instagram and a merch store, which is Ooh, really fun. Merch. Yeah, we're bougie now. Bougie. Yeah, we're fancy as Dijon ketchup so <laughs> Um, You can rate the podcast on whatever you're listening from. Thank you for joining me this episode, Mother. You're welcome. So this episode, we are covering Phoebe Hanchuk. I know you know a lot, but what's your general thinking of it? What's your opinion? I have heard of quite a few cases now where they've been ruled suicide and it is pretty obviously not suicide. And I think that this one falls into that category. Um, you obviously can make your own Decisions. opinions about it, but um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the boyfriend did it. <laughs> in my opinion, let's make that very clear. It's just my very uninformed opinion. Yeah, from Nobody the knowledge. Yeah, from the knowledge <laughs> we have, we can make the educated opinion that we suspect said person. We are not saying he did it by any means. I'm saying if I had to bet money. Yes. <laughs> that would be my bet. Money we do not have. So, um, Phoebe was born May 9th, 1986. Her parents were Natalie and Len. Um, she was very pretty, very healthy. She had two younger brothers, Tom and Nikolai, who were born in 1988 and 1992. She was the wild child. She was the one doing parkour. She she was very creative as well. She always had like her journals and she had them everywhere she went. Like she just needed to create. So yeah. Um, She was also very athletic, played basketball when she was young and played tons when she grew older. She would be doing martial arts. Um, She wanted a black belt in two years which is usually a process that takes about five years so she was pretty pretty active yeah um she had a very old soul 
was very close to all of her friends and families. She was very popular and social. By the time she was 13, she and her friends would go to clubs with like $20 combined. Um, everyone always paid a particular interest in Phoebe. She's very pretty. She is very, She's very, very pretty. Mm -hmm. um, especially dudes. She always came out drunk with handfuls of drugs um, that was just given to her by these people. Which, like, again, what is with these young people being crazy? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> the same age as she was when she was going clubbing? That's insane. Either she's insane, and everyone's insane, or I'm very boring. <laughs> Nothing wrong with boring. Nothing wrong with boring. It makes parenting easier, I'll be glad. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. I'm team boring, if that's the case. Um... When drunk, she was very clumsy, sarcastic, rude. Um, Among us is not. <laughs> um, and this will later on help in the investigation. When she is 15 years old, she ran away. Um, the police weren't very helpful here either. After like two months, she came back from the abandoned house from the working class neighborhood she's been hiding in after a knife attack. And so probably best that she came home. Yeah. Yeah. She's had a crazy 15 years of life. You mean she didn't run away and hide in the back of the truck? We don't talk about that. <laughs> that was Gabby's grand plan of running away. <laughs> okay. Many you, moons ago. You, she got her backpack and hid in the back of our truck for an hour. You ruined my plan. <laughs> I ruined it. Yes, you were there. <laughs> Foolproof plan. Spoiled. <laughs> Um, she was later transferred to schools, not only because of her missing out on a bunch from running away, but she, <laughs> you know, after that kind of thing, you kind yeah. of become dumb. And so she also had an affair with her teacher. Wow. Yeah. She's a busy bee. Yeah. I'm banging a thousand here. Um, her mother, Natalie, she wasn't very concerned about this. Okay. <laughs> Your face. It's interesting. <laughs> and my 15-year-old was dating the teacher. I'd, well, be, I'd she, be slightly concerned. She had a relationship with her teacher around the same age. And I'm pretty sure her mom had a relationship with her teacher around that same age, too. <laughs> what a weird genetic. <laughs> yeah, it's family tradition. Yeah. Loving one. Well, I guess in that case, that makes sense why she wouldn't be concerned. Mm -hmm. um, you should also note that Phoebe hated being caged. And her friends actually gave a story that just tells you a lot about how Phoebe will just do whatever the heck she wants. When she was 16 years old, she got a job at McDonald's, but she didn't like it. But she had one of those uniforms where it was like, they gave it to you. You can just take it with you. You didn't mm -hmm. actually like buy it. I used to work at McDonald's. I mm -hmm. remember what it's like. Well, she left her uniform in the icebox and ran home in her underwear after quitting. Ran home in her underwear? Yeah. <laughs> they will let you just bring it back. That's an option. Yeah, not to her. Um, also, when she was 16, her parents, Natalie and Lynn, got divorced, and she then became depressed, which is a big part of this case. Um, Len was a psychiatrist. But, like, because of it's his daughter, he mm -hmm. wanted her to go to someone else to get help. 
because he didn't feel comfortable. Um, the other psychiatrist gave Phoebe antidepressants, and she put herself on and off of said prescriptions. Um, as you might have, might could tell from 13-year-old Phoebe, she had problems with alcohol and drugs. And her art was really like what kept her intact with herself. And so when she demanded a relationship with her art teacher, and was she demanded? Yeah, a relationship. I, I want to see how she demanded it. I couldn't find out how. You must have a relationship with me right now, or I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, he did something like call her out for harassing him, or like stalking him, or something along those lives, lives, <laughs> lines, and was kicked out of art class. Honestly, good for him. That's that's what he should have done. That's how teachers should respond to a uh, student demanding to date them (laughs) um clearly her life was falling apart to her she's a very interesting character because on one hand you know she seems motivated like wants to get her black belt and plays lots of sports and seems like she has lots of friends like she doesn't seem like a recluse or anything but then the other aspect of her is kind of off the charts Mm -hmm. like she's doing all kinds of things that uh, are not advisable. Not advisable. I wouldn't advise. Yeah. Um, so Phoebe met Anthony Hample in 2009, so pretty recently, um, while she worked as a receptionist in Lindley Godfrey Hair Salon, which was like a pretty big deal. Like, it's a big deal hair salon. And aunt so everyone called him aunt was about 43 years old at the time and phoebe was 24. she likes the older men huh? mm-hmm. her mom did too though like i'm pretty sure len's about 20 years older than natalie i think it's less of a problem the older you are but when you're younger you know that many years nobody cares if you're like 60 and 80. That's not a big deal. But, but when you're 12 and, 40, and 20. Yeah. The younger you get, the bigger deal it is. So. Um, they started having a relationship, but it is definitely has its ups and, down, ups and downs. The cat is dying. <laughs> um, it was known that Aunt verbally abused Phoebe often. Uh, she felt very belittled and liked and like aunt was so much better than her because he had a better job which like he worked with celebrities he went to fancy parties well he's also has a 20-year head start Mm -hmm. maybe if she was 43 she'd work with celebrities too Mm -hmm. um aunt made her quit her job at the hair salon because it was below them i hate this guy can i just say (laughs) I already. I hate his stupid face. Not a fan. He has pictures with her that I printed for reference. Uh, very punchable face. Are you gonna put them on Insta? Oh yes. You should check that out. Links in below. Mm-hmm. Um, he got her a job at one of his friends' advertisement companies. And this was before like five months of dating. Um, because at five months of dating, Phoebe moved into Anne's apartment. 
in the Valencia luxury high-rise apartment building in Melbourne. Fancy. Fancy. The cleaner, Shelley Tonkin, felt that it was a little too fancy for a young person. What exactly did Ant do? Like, what is his job? Um, I'll get to that later, but he had a lot of, he was an advertisement person for a lot of celebrities and organized a lot of events for them. I have a list and they're pretty big names. Like, I was pretty impressed. And I'll list them all out later on in the episode. Um, anyway, yeah. She felt that the place was way too fancy for Phoebe. Plus, Ant's apartment was super clean. Like, he asked her to make it so that it looked like no one even lived there. It was like an Ikea. An Ikea house. Well, like mm-hmm. I prefer where the house looks lived in and, mm-hmm. like, people are normal who live there. And we know Phoebe. She's very creative, and so she likes... The splashes of color and the fun things around. Mm -hmm. And that's very opposite. Not a good thing when that goes into one. It's not a bad thing if people are opposite. The issue in this relationship seems to be that she's not allowed to be who she is. Yeah. It's fine if you're opposite, but both people. I feel like the opposite plus him having like a controlling personality type with her. Yeah. Um, Phoebe paid rent, even though Aunt was pretty wealthy. Like, he worked with some big people. Why did she pay rent? Um, she wants to join the podcast. She wants to join the podcast. Um, there was also no sign of Phoebe in the apartment, other than, like, a few pictures, but only her with Aunt. Like, you know how some people have, like, the, hey, here's both of our graduation things, and then here's one of us together. Mm-hmm. No, none of that. It was all him and his success, and then Phoebe with him in pictures. It was, it was pretty much like she was a trophy, to be honest. Well, that's not unusual for somebody who's dating somebody 20 years younger than them. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the role that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, On October 20th, 2010... Um, That was when the relationship began to crumble. Phoebe made a nine-hour trip to her grandma Jeanette's house after leaving Aunt. Phoebe told grandma Jeanette that she wanted to get clean, so no more drugs, no more alcohol, and she wanted to be mentally stable enough to be able to go to India and help the poor. She seems like she is sort of a tortured soul. Like, she seems like she's at the core such a good, like, wholesome person, but she has so many struggles that she mm-hmm. kind of puts on herself. It's sad. Mm. She quit the ad company and got a summer job at a golf course. And Jeanette was like 100%, let's go. But he wanted her to, she wanted her to break up with Aunt properly. Like, you're gonna regret it. You gotta go back in person and tell him, you suck, I'm leaving, Chat. Sadly, Phoebe and Aunt resumed their relationship on October 24th of that year. So sad. So sad. There's a lot of up and down with this, because you're like, oh, yay, she's leaving him to, oh, no, you're not. Why? You know what happened. The common thing that happens, though. You're like a roller coaster. Um, she, Phoebe emailed her mom about her 21st birthday present when she resumed the relationship. So her 21st birthday present was a trip that she could go on 
And if you remember, she's 24, so she hasn't used this yet. But she told her mom, Natalie, that she might have to take her up on the present and she might got to do it quickly. But not right now. So be ready. Okay. So, like, I might escape again, but I don't know. Um, Phoebe quit her golf course job and resumed her job at the ad agency. So just erasing all of the work. On November 17th, Phoebe and Aunt went to dinner at Aunt's friend Linda Cohen's house. Cohen's house? I'm sorry. Um, Phoebe got drunk and started talking about her depression and substance consumption. Also, like, her depression and just about herself. Um, she also checked her phone regularly throughout this dinner. Um, and this gave Aunt the idea that she was being unfaithful. Even though there is zero evidence of her cheating on Aunt. Aunt left, but Phoebe slept over at Linda's house until the 20th when she got back with Aunt. Oh, girl. Aunt left, uh, no. Three days later, Phoebe was thrown out of the apartment, most likely because of an argument about her intake of booze and drugs. This was the subject of many of their fights. And three days after that, Phoebe moved back in. So sad. So sad. Phoebe's dad suggested that she does not move back in with him, but she did anyway. So, like, the family is aware, and they're like, girl, you gotta stop. And just, just run away at this point. Just leave. This is not good. Um, they had another fight after, so Phoebe went on a drinking binge with multiple friends. She hasn't seen since her relationship with Aunt started because he considered them low lives. Great way to... It's such an abusive relationship that he's, you know, taking her away from basically everyone she knows. That is classic, classic abuser. Mm-hmm. Um... Multiple friends noted that throughout her drinking binge and continuously called Phoebe to the point where she threw her iPhone in the street and one of her friends retrieved it and brought it back to her. But the phone was damaged, which comes in later. On November 30th, she once again went back to Aunt. The same day, she called her psychologist, Joanna Young. She must have said something that led Phoebe to the hospital, but Phoebe didn't like whatever they had to say, so she left. I could not find out what this was about. You probably wouldn't be uh, Pretty private information. Mm-hmm. By 4 p.m. that evening, Phoebe hung out with some friends at the Adult Education Center. Um, like, not at the center, but like hung out with people from there. Mm-hmm. He later claimed that she seemed normal and bought drugs and went home later that night. Um, this was the last time Phoebe would return to Ant. Mm. So let's get to know Mr. Anthony Campbell, shall we? (laughs) I I think I know enough. I don't like him very much. Mm -hmm. Well, he was the CEO and owner of a live event agency. He worked with celebrities like Kylie Minogue, President Bill Clinton, Nicole Kidman, ACDC, Michael Jackson, Prince, and many, many more. Wow. 
that is quite the list. Yeah, I told you, I, w- I was impressed. Um, his dad was retired Victorian Supreme Court Judge George Hample. There it is. Yep. <laughs> oh, just key information. Just wait, just wait. His stepmother was County Court Judge Felicity Hample. So convenient. <laughs> I love the name Felicity. Felicity. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. I just find it like fun. I think that's something you would name like a pet. A pet? <laughs> yeah. Felicity. Okay. <laughs> I'm like a cat I'm or sure chicken. All the Felicities <laughs> love to hear that they have a name like a pet. <laughs> Sorry, Felicity. You have a great name. <laughs> so pretty. Um, and also had an older sister named Christina. Um, she often let Phoebe borrow her clothing to wear at parties and events because it was fancy and Phoebe was not. Um, they also had the same cleaner. And you can find out later on that Christy posts a lot about like... Christina? Yeah. They call her Chrissy. Um, I figured she's the only K name. <laughs> okay. So she posts later on that like... I hope justice serves and we finally find out what happened to you, Phoebe. Rest in peace and something along those lines. And that's Aunt's sister. Yes. Um, she actually was... So, she was embarrassed of her family and kept the secret that she sold cocaine, which is a kind of drug. So this is a pretty messed up... Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. This is like, what, the third case in a row where we're like, people were screwed up because of drugs. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. Just don't. It's the moral of the story. Yeah. And don't do it. that led Chrissy's and Phoebe's friendship to become kind of suspicious. Like, was she dry- buying drugs off of Chrissy? Was she getting drugs off of Chrissy? Oh, yeah. Most likely. So, but by the sounds of it, Phoebe didn't have a hard time getting drugs. Yeah. She'd be like, hi, how are you doing? And like, here's my drugs. Like, it's not very... It's super weird. Yeah. Like... That's super weird. At, like, 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. That's what amazing to me. Um, and now we're gonna get into the main event of the story. But not before we have a couple of advertisements. Dun, dun, dun. Ha, 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 I pulled a Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll just have to wait to find out what happened. Hey you. Yeah you. Are you looking for some new Pokemon content? Well I know someone you may enjoy. Go check out Shadow Squad on YouTube. He plays all the Pokemon, plus the link is in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go now and check out Shadow Squad from YouTube. The link is in the description. And we're back. So Ant's cleaner left the apartment at about like 5pm on December 1st. She did so, She did see Phoebe and made some small talk. Phoebe said she was sick, but that could have been like, I'm hungover, but like she didn't want to say. And so that was that. 
At 8 p.m. the same evening, Phoebe and Len had an argument about her drinking and drunk, drug com- oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, drug consumption on a telephone call. That was the last conversation Len would have with his daughter. It is so sad. Um, next day, December 2nd, 2010, Ant would go to the gym at 8.15 and then, like, left, left at 9 o'clock to go to work. At 8.45, Phoebe sent an email to someone. Um, at 11.43, a fire alarm was set off. There is footage of her walking out with her dog. She did have a little stumble. Or, like, you can see the video and all. But it could have been, like, their dog was very untrained. Mm-hmm. So it could have been, like, dog tugged. Or, like, she... Tripped. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, she resumed drinking and that comes up. Um, people outside with her said that she was very usual, confident self. Nothing weird. Everyone went back inside around seven minutes later because the fire alarm was only set off by faulty wiring. Not an actual fire. Kind of wish it was an actual fire. <laughs> it would have saved her a lot of trouble. Yeah. Sometime during the next... Oh. Um, sometime during the day, Phoebe was once again active on her computer. And at 6.05, another fire alarm was set off because... <laughs> on the level above, there was renovation and all of the hot power tools somehow set off the alarm. Um, Aunt got home from work at about 6.10, I do believe, that evening. He found little drops of blood, broken glass, post-it notes with random scribbles, Phoebe's purse, keys, and security fob all inside the kitchen. Nothing, nothing of note here. Regular Tuesday, I do believe this is Thursday? Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. It's a tea day. Um, When he went into the bedroom, he found a shrine of sorts on the bed that included pictures of him, Phoebe, their pet, along with candles, more post-it notes. But that's not confirmed, though, right? It's not. No one else saw this shrine. Um, It also had post-it notes with writing that Phoebe would make when she's drunk. So he says, though. So he says, yes. There was also a plugged-in hair straightener on the bathroom floor. At 6.51, about 40 minutes after Aunt returned home, he had a phone call with Len, Phoebe's dad. The two men's stories are different. Len says he called to confirm with Phoebe what time he should get set up because they were having a dinner together at the Golden Triangle. Her favorite restaurant. It is so sad. It's so sad. Um, Aunt says that he called Len to see if Phoebe was with him. Anyway, the conversation got them to the same place. Phoebe is missing. Um, So, Len suggests that Aunt call 911, which would be the reasonable thing to do. And Aunt said no because they would wait 48 hours to begin looking for her and she'd be home by then. Len called Tom, Phoebe's brother, and asked if he knew where she was. 
Um, after he said no, he started calling her friends. After that, Len called Natalie. Natalie said that she got Jeanette to check on Phoebe after that suspic- suspicious text message. And, and after confirmation that Phoebe was okay, continued to plan her son Nick's 18th birthday that was scheduled for December 3rd. Now let's talk about the suspicious text. Um, it was received the day before Phoebe went missing and it read, Hi family, I am in bed about to go to sleep. When I wake, I will transform into the most incredible human being you've seen. And then in parentheses, it's not. I will go to the hospital. Like in a bracket, you mean? Yeah, like bracket. Sure, yeah. I will go to the hospital. I hear the special tonight is tomato soup. Delicious. Nutritious. I love you all very much, but not enough to send you individual texts. Sorry about that. But time is sleep, and I must be on my way. Merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream. XO. End quote. That's very weird. Mm. The kicker is, I love you all very much. Not enough to send you individual text messages. Sorry. That actually sounds like the most natural part of the whole thing. The whole, um... Delicious. I'm about to go to sleep, and when I wake, I will transform into the most incredible... Like, who says all this? But, if she had a drug problem, I don't know, is that a... Is that the the way she sounds? If she's drunk or high? It's really hard without any context of what she was like before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sent to Len, Aunt Michelle Silvana, who was Phoebe's boss, Nat, Tom, Nick, her stepdad, Russell, and that was all. So he didn't send the text message to Phoebe's granddad, Lorne, and I'm the one bringing this up. I didn't see this anywhere because I found it suspicious because he's a retired detective. And he calls out all the faulty police work in this case. Because there is a lot. Like, there is a lot. But he, like, calls it out and goes on interviews with Natalie all the time. And so, I found it suspicious that the retired detective didn't get this. But it's, again, it's only suspicious if she usually would have. Like, has she sent family-wide texts before? Well, if it was suspicious enough for Nat to ask Jeanette to check on Phoebe, I'm pretty sure... It was suspicious. <laughs> like, yeah, I if I text but you. But again, if they just think, um, you know, she was supposed to be trying to get clean. Mm-hmm. And she's decidedly not after that text. There's different, there's different levels of suspicion, I guess, mm. is what I'm trying to get at. Well, I feel like if I texted you, hi, family, I'm going to go to Raph's house. I hear her mom is making tomato soup. Delicious. Nutritious. I don't know, Gabby. This sounds... <laughs> what? Kind of sounds like it. No. <laughs> no. Way too fancy. Too many complete sentences. Hmm, gotta go fast. Now Nat received this message while boarding a plane to go home after a nine-week business trip in Western Desert. She called Jeanette to check on Phoebe. Jeanette called Aunt, and he said that she was sleeping. So just to recap, because there's a lot of names. Aunt got home. It was a big mess. There was a phone call between Len and Aunt about 40 minutes later. 
Len began to call family about Phoebe's disappearance. Phoebe's brother's birthday is planned for the next day. She was going to have dinner with her dad at her favorite restaurant. Those are things she would not have missed for the world. Plus, now we are shown that there is a really weird text message sent from Phoebe's iPhone the day just before she disappeared. Just note, I found it very suspicious because Aunt isn't doing much of anything here. Lun's gathering the fam saying, hey, yo, hee ho, everyone, we got to get to work. We got to find Phoebe. While he's sitting here. I, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I feel like he did it. Like, that's just my opinion, given the evidence. But for devil, devil's advocate's sake, does he really seem like he cares all that much about Phoebe in any other aspect of their lives? Hmm. Like, saying he really didn't do it. If you just weigh the stuff we know for sure, not having any photos or anything or any sign that she lives in the house, basically not letting her wear her clothes or work her job because it's beneath him, all the thing. I don't, it doesn't really seem like he really cares about her in the first place. So, well, I don't know if that necessarily points yeah. to his guilt. Like, I feel like it does, but he wasn't exactly... A wasn't loving it? human beforehand. Yeah. Um. So Len got ready to go to the Golden Triangle anyway, because he knew Phoebe won't miss this. So Phoebe won't miss this. She'll just meet me there, right? And she'll go and she'll have dinner with me. And okay. Meanwhile, Aunt ordered delivery for one at the same restaurant where he and Phoebe were gonna meet Len. Because he knew. He knew that Phoebe wasn't going. <laughs> Again, pretty sure he did. Yeah. He yeah, knew. He knew. Like, why else would you do that? Mm. And that's very clear. It's not like he was going to get mad or whatever and just was like, oh, I'm not going to dinner with you. He picked the one place that, like, he clearly knew that that's where everyone they were gonna was eat. going. He was probably craving it because he had been thinking about it because that's where they were supposed to go. And then he realized, well, we're not going because. She Obviously. ain't here. Yeah. So it was around this time at like 7 p.m. when Betel Ozulup was in the compactor room to find a broom to clean up a mess and left in an elevator from one of the fire alarms. Someone like spilled a drink or something or food. Um, Something was blocking the door. That something was the body of 24-year-old Phoebe Hanchuk that fell 12 stories down a skinny compactor chute where it later took two bites of her ankle, it is believed, almost completely removing it. Like it was hanging on by a tendon. Like that, what is that called? An Achilles? I didn't say decapitated it. It almost decapitated it. That's not what that That's taking off the big toe. That's <laughs> decapitating the foot. Um, yeah. It is through her injuries it could be determined that she bled to death alone and in the dark. Because that room would like pitch black. Like, you can't see not Crazy black. Um, she had a blood alcohol level of 0.16, which is around three times the legal amount. She also had two Stillnox sleeping pills in her system. Her wounds showed that 
she went down to shoot feet first with her arms by the side. So like this. Um, also Hold on just one second for the blood alcohol level. Just for clarification, it's three times the limit in Australia. In Australia. They, there is a 0.05. Yeah. But in Canada, it's, it's 0. like 0. 0. 0.08. So it's double ours. Mm-hmm. So when you say tripled, you mean for Australia, not yeah. just for in general. Yeah, um, her fancy sunglasses that she always wore when she went out, because like we all have that one thing that we bring whenever we all go mm-hmm. outside. Um, those were by her side, and her pants were down to her ankles, in a way where it would stop someone from kicking and struggling if you were to like pick them up over your shoulder. And they were like, "Oh, it was a great impression. <laughs> great impression." Oh, they can't even see anything. No. <laughs> I need like a YouTube. Use your imagination, <laughs> folks. And so what that looked like. I need to set up like a YouTube, just like a reel of this. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Um finally there was a paper with a mysterious phone number on it. Um just gonna go through this paper now. Um it was only examined to pol- by police seven months later, and nothing came of it. Do we know who nope. the phone number nope. belongs to? No, nope. we just know it's a phone number. But how do you even know if it's a phone number if you can't find who it belongs to? Because it's like... But maybe it's just like a, a reference number of some kind. <gasps> Judas. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there's a way to find out who, like, just because she doesn't know who it is, if it's connected to no one, then there's a good chance that it's not a phone number. Mm. It was about... 8 p.m. when the delivery man got to Ann's apartment and he was like, man, I hope your food ain't cold. I had to park my bike down the street. This place is like swarming with cops. And Ann was like, oh, that's weird. Well, bye. And took his food and went down the street. discovered my girlfriend. <laughs> food, please. <laughs> um, he went downstairs and demanded. These people demand a lot. Um, very pushy people. Very pushy people. And acting senior sergeant Andrew Healy told Ant that there was a girl in the compact room. Ant immediately started going on about his girlfriend who was missing and she had depression and drinking problems. He also said how I called earlier to check in on her because her iPhone or her phone or whatever is broken. And he said all of this before telling the sergeant her description. How did he call her? Um, so... Have a house phone or something? She has two phones, a Nokia and an iPhone. She threw the iPhone in the road, and Aunt... Yeah, that's the one where Aunt kept calling her when on her drinking binge with friends. Mm-hmm. Now, Aunt changes his story a lot, so <gasps> I have... Shocked. I'm so surprised. And so, I kind of determined an exact date when he went to fix the phone so he either went to fix it the day before which was when the weird text message was sent don't be suspicious don't be suspicious and then either the day of her disappearance so yeah i have a whole thing on the phone because it's very confusing um aunt told the sergeant that she had a matching tattoo on her wrist and it stood on her upper lip so, like, kind of here where you would grow a mustache. I think it's called the Monroe Pearson. Yeah. I'll just call it the mustache Pearson because that's where you grow a mustache. Um, 
Police confirmed it was Phoebe Hanchuk now and called Len about Phoebe's death. I'm so sad because he was just sitting at the restaurant waiting for her to show up. Um, Len called Tom, Phoebe's brother, to stop looking for her and come home. Because he's still looking for her through all of her friends, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all on the hunt. Then Len called Natalie. And he told her, quote, I hope you're sitting down. She's dead. They found her near the rubbish bins at the apartment, end quote. Nat was unpacking her car at this time and, like, fell to her knees, could not get up. Her husband had to, like, carry her inside. She was distraught. Um, after getting his wife inside, Russell called Jeanette to come to his house. And that was where... Jeanette was told the information on Phoebe's death. Jeanette was very confused, especially because, like, she just had a conversation with Aunt that morning at, like, 2.30 a.m. Um, she texted him if Phoebe was alright, and he responded with, quote, Thanks, Marm. She's sleeping beauty right now, not the beast she was. Resting well, and I've explained how now is time to heal. When she feels okay, we'll work out a plan. End quote. There was no plan to work out. <laughs> nothing, um, nothing to work out. Back at the crime scene, things were not going well. For starters, police immediately thought Phoebe committed suicide, telling the concierge that found her don't worry, she threw herself down the bins. This cases like this blow my mind away. How mm-hmm. they look at things that I don't even know where they're getting that it's suicide. Like, what an odd thing to assume. Also, no one touched her. No one touched her until homicide got there a while later. And, like, the ambulance responded pretty quickly. They got there at, like, 727 after they were called at, like, 725, I think. Mm-hmm. And Two they, minutes, that's, they must have um, the yeah, um, they weren't allowed to touch her. Like, people stabbed them and they're like, No, this is a crime scene. And they were like, Yo, she could be alive. <laughs> we know this is a crime scene. This is our job, <laughs> you fools. Here. In case you didn't know the attire here, I am meant to go help said person, but no one touched her, so she could have still been alive. We don't know. It is so sad. In the apartment, no shrine was found on the bed. No electronic devices were taken. P- Phoebe's second phone, the Nokia, was never found. They never found out what the glass on the floor was from. They didn't check the trash cans in the apartment. So the glass was still there? Yeah, glass is there. So exactly what is Aunt's story as to why the posties and stuff aren't there, but... He left the glass. Yeah, everything is there except for the shrine. So, like, post-its, notes were everywhere in the kitchen still, but no shrine on the bed. No pictures, no candles, no nada. And he doesn't really have a story for this. You lied to me. You were lying. That's exactly what I was thinking. But I thought that was too deep a reference for everybody else. Freaky Friday. It's a great movie. Movie that I've seen. It's a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. Um, so they didn't check the trash cans in the apartment. There was no 
footprints that they identified. No blood was taken. There were two wine glasses of unknown beverages inside. They were never tested or dusted for fingerprints. Of course not. Yeah, because although she has a blood alcohol level, so why wouldn't you want to see what the heck she was drinking? Yeah, weird. Yeah, um, the Valencia building manager, Eric Giamario, I do believe that's how you say it. There's two R's, and so maybe Mario. Giamario. Giamario. Sure. I hope I don't butcher your name, kind sir. Um, he, <laughs> he kind, sir. kind sir. Well, he is so kind because he reminds police, "Hey, yo, we got CTV, CCTV footage here, but we have a system where it laps over itself every two days." Yeah. And the police were like, eh, "Get lost." Until two days late. Hey, until two days later, when they asked for the CCTV footage. What do you mean? <laughs> it was five days later that Phoebe's death, um, that the homicide squad left. Phoebe's death was ruled a freak accident by coroner, coroner Peter White. Coroner. <laughs> coroner. <laughs> it's coroner makes me seem like oh yes, lovely corner of the table. Coroner. I'll name you. I will name you Peter. <laughs> Um, Phoebe's family and friends did not believe this to be true. They were like, nah, fam. And so they did all the sensible things the police did not do. They pointed out that Phoebe was claustrophobic. (laughs) Not only was there a balcony at her disposal, that she, like, actually made a comment on a movie where, like, man, I wish I had a life like that. Where he was jumping from balconies and everything. And a rough movie, but that was what she wanted. She wanted to be theatrical. Um, she also had dinner plans with Len, which she would never miss. And the 18th birthday party of her brother Nick to attend to the day after. Which must yeah. sucks for the kid. Yeah, it's all really sad. Her dad getting all dressed up and getting ready to go to for dinner for her breaks my heart every time. <laughs> so sad. Um, Len, who remember was a psychiatrist, did not believe Phoebe was depressed at the time as well. Also, you think he would be a pretty credible like source? Yeah. You think she's like oh, okay? Well. You know, he only has like a PhD and other things that literally gave him the job to say this thing about other people. Um, Phoebe's grandfather, Lorne Campbell, who was a retired detective, pointed out all of the faults in the initial investigation. And so the family started to take matters into their own hands. Woohoo! You have to, basically. Wow. And I do believe we are going to take another little break. And so you will have to come out with the hand truck stew to find out what the heck happened to their daughter. Hey you. Yeah you. Are you looking for some new Pokemon content? Well I know someone you may enjoy. Go check out Shadow Squad on YouTube. He plays all the Pokemon, plus the link is in the description. So what are you waiting for? 
Go now and check out Shadow Squad from YouTube. The link is in the description. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed our little break. Now it's time to get into the Handshucks investigation. Now, clearly, Nat and Len went to talk to Aunt shortly after Phoebe's death. Um, but his apartment was, like, full of his friends. His family was there, too, but, like, there's no security fob of them coming into the apartment, which is weird. And it's, like, Judge George, Judge Felicity, and then I'm pretty sure Chrissy was there. I'm not 100% sure, though. Um... He says he was too grief-stricken to talk to them, which is like, grow up, you fool. We are her mother and father. You are the abusive boyfriend. You are not. You are not. (sighs) He was also trying hypnotic therapy at the time. So like they hypnotize him. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. I don't know what how that works. What a weird thing to, like, what has she been dead twenty four hours? Um, eh, it didn't really give me an exact date. But the second time they went, Nat went alone, and she figured it would just be her and Nat. Um, her and Nat. She is Nat. Um, her and Aunt. All same letters. Um, just before she left, though. Lauren suggested that she recorded the conversation because she may not remember remember everything. And the old detective still had to work. Let's go. <laughs> um, it was a good thing that she did. Um, she expected there to only be Aunt, but he was accompanied by his dad, his stepmom, and his maternal mom. So, like the mom who gave birth to him. I know so, yeah, but listeners might not know it. That's a big word for Alma. <laughs> <laughs> we like talk and references and TikTok. I um, hope somebody gets that reference. Oh, That's I hope so. Super weird. It is. Um, the tape recorded Aunt saying things like, "I saw Phoebe. She was asleep with the dog." And like him, I'm so sad. Throughout the conversation, never made eye contact with Nat. Mm-mm, never. The um, the last time Aunt and his family, Nat and Len met for dinner, um, Aunt's family pushed the idea that Phoebe commit suicide. And the handshakes were like, nah fam, you suck. And like, Len apparently like, yelled at him or something well, he like blew up silly, even if that's what you thought like i can't imagine saying that to somebody's family like i'm so sorry your daughter was miserable with herself and killed herself well just not only that if it's at the very least suspicious or even if it's not suspicious and the parents don't agree with it you don't you don't say, say that. that they're wrong <laughs> they're judges right yeah so they're very important people i know right after their conversations with aunt the hand checks got a hold of phoebe's electronic devices which all outgoing emails were erased because police didn't get any electronic devices so we don't know who she was talking to the day of her death 
because she was on her computer twice throughout the day. So we don't know who she was talking to. Um, now it was time to see if putting herself down said garbage chute was even possible. The entryway was, like, slightly larger than the laptop. So, like, I I can barely squeeze. I've, I've lived in an apartment before that had a garbage chute. Um, and it it is a struggle to get a pizza box in it. <laughs> like, you basically have to tilt the pizza box on the side and sort of crumble it. Because they don't want you putting big things down there, no, right? Like, like a human being. Or, like, just normal big things, like a chair. Or, you know, if you had something that you didn't want to have to carry downstairs or whatever, so you just threw it in the garbage chute. They make it small so that that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so they're... They did run a test, and the video is recorded to the public. You can see it on Under Investigation. You can search it on YouTube, or if you guys really want to, I can put, like, the link or something on Instagram or Facebook. But the test is really difficult. Like, she can barely get herself in. Same build. Anyway, you're thinking, how did they do this without killing themselves? Well, Neil Bone was the owner of Waste Tech, which made the compactor. He was mad because he knew it was impossible for a number of different reasons. <laughs> um, one being the size, but two is that there are two different settings to the compactor, manual and automatic. Usually automatic would be enabled for large, for, if someone were to throw something too big down the chute. Oh, no. Yeah. So they would have to, like, it's usual. It's okay. Let's get this over. But if someone threw something too big, they'd have to set it to manual and kind of, like, crumble it themselves. Um, and someone would have to be setting it from automatic to manual to back to automatic the way they found it and where was the switch you know? um i don't know where said switch is okay. so this kind of gave me vibes that he like threw down down out of anger because she was still live and clearly kicking around because her pants were on her ankles like she was fighting back and he threw her down the chute and realized oh crap maybe i shouldn't have done that ran down and found the switch and tried to set it to manual because she wasn't kept bad. Like Buddy says, she would have been way worse if that was automatic. Yeah. So it makes me feel, it was manual, but I already took some cuts at her and he realized, crap, I'm screwed. I got to get the heck out of here and set it back to its usual setting and got lost. No fingerprints were taken because it's a suicide. But and Buddy said this all to police. Like, it's impossible. I'm a little bit confused, I guess, of the logistics of it. Like, what floor was she found on? Um, On the main floor. So she's on the floor. So, like, if they go down the chute, and then the compactor's down there, and then there's a door coming right from the compactor. So is the assumption she came out that door? So... She came from floor 12, so she somehow squeezed herself down the chute with her arms down, which we'll get to later, but she went down the chute. Okay, 
Then she went to the compactor where Buddy says it probably took like two bites out of her, which was probably both to her ankle, which chopped it up good to make her bleed to death. Then there's an opening at the bottom where she probably would have fallen into and fallen right into the trash can, like the big one we put in front of the road. Yeah. And that's the room because the girl was looking for a broom. So okay. I figure all the cleaning things. Okay, I understand now. And it is also said that like the bin was tipped over and blood was smudged everywhere on the handle and on the floor and stuff where like she was trying to get out. Yeah. And so. Even the fact that like they even said suicide, she was trying to get out. How do you say that that's suicide? That very much seems like somebody who's trying to get out to live yeah. because they realize that they are hurt bad. Mm -hmm. Um. So no one listened to how to machine worked in the first place, but he gladly made a safe replica of the shoot for the handshakes to conduct said experiment with some of Phoebe's friends with similar body types. Um, these girls were sober and it was very difficult for them to get into the shoot. Once their torso was in, if they could get in, they couldn't get their hands back down. So they'd be like this. But then the door slams back. And I'm pretty sure yeah. pretty sure it's a lifty. So like there's a pull where you pull it down and mm -hmm. then there's a lift. And like they'd have to stop it and then even then your fingers would be bruised. You were smacked in the hands with or the face with the slamming door. It's like a you know when you mail a letter? Oh uh, yes. That's what like, like the little lash. I always so get my like, fingers stuck in there because they're little wrinkles. You put it in and then the thing sort of closes forcefully on its own. Mm -hmm. It's like that kind of door. I always just kind of nudge it with my fingertips. Again, to prevent people from putting big things down there. Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't be able to hold it open and use two hands to force something in. Yeah, Like a box or something or yeah. a chair in the mail. <laughs> that yeah. would be interesting to receive. I wonder if you could send like a piece of paper. Like there's a paper in an envelope. And stick a stamp in the middle and write the address and on the back just say hi i wonder if they would send that well it's called a postcard what no like an actual like an actual piece of paper okay let's move on <laughs> i'm gonna try it no you're not wasting a stamp why not it's garbage um, anyway, if you remembered properly, Phoebe had a blood alcohol level of 0.16 and two Stillnox pills. So, like, sleeping pills that makes you woozy. Um, so we know the legal limit in Australia is 0.5, which means that if you are driving with less than a third of how Phoebe was, you would be in trouble. And the side effects are discoordination. Which you kind of need to fit yourself down to shoot. Yeah. Well, and this is like the afternoon or something, right? Like when they say that she did this? Um, evening. Well, like when they find her is the evening. But when do they say that she went down the shoot? Like, yeah, like evening. Because there was the second fire alarm at six that I assume she went out for and came back. Oh, okay. Still a weird time to take a sleeping pill. Why are you going for a nap when you're going out for dinner? That makes me think there were two wine glasses. Like you drugged her. Yeah. That seems 
which would have been helpful if they had checked the glasses. Anyways. <sighs> things I wonder on. if uh, Mommy and Daddy Judge have any friends on the police department. I wonder. So stupid. Um, they also did a test of if like someone of ants built. Oh, I'm sorry. I kicked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If someone like ants build like a bigger dude could lift the girl and put her in, it went like a glove. She went right down. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Convenient. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I need a t-shirt that says that. That would be fun. I should make it in the merch store. I should. You should check that out. It's a fun place. It's all bougie. It's fun, fun. I wonder if you can make that, though. Can you make Don't yeah. Be Suspicious? Yeah, I can make Don't Be Suspicious. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, it's so fun. I'd wear that. Um, so... Went down like a glove, bit chef's kiss. With all this information gathered, the handshakes decided they wanted an inquest. Which happened, but before that, there were two different send-offs, which I will cover first, and then we will get to the inquest. So there was ants, and then there were the handshakes. Ants service was at a yacht club. Phoebe's close friends and family were not invited. This service wasn't very Phoebe. It was more like what he wanted Phoebe to be. Again. Surprise, surprise. Shocked. Um, friends that did go said that it was stupid in the head. Hand checks did much better. Um, for the hand checks send off, it's really cool. Because Len bent wood to make a miniature Viking boat. Oh, yes. I've heard yeah. this. Before Phoebe's ashes go inside, and family and friends put like letters and pictures in the boat, and throughout the service called her Phoebe the Phoenix, because she's all fun. Um, and they then, like set her stuff out. Right? Yeah, they pushed into the water and burned the boat at through the lake at sunset, which was fun. It's very nice. It is real, and it's much more Phoebe. I feel like she would want to be like, I want to be like Phoebe the Phoenix and go out like a Viking. Like that's my kind of yeah vibe, but again, I, the guy clearly never really cared yeah. about her. Everything never. was about status and what she did for him. Truly. So at the inquest, it was a fourteen-day inquest that began August fifth. Um, an inquest is a public hearing held to determine the medical cause of a death and the circumstances surrounding said death, in case you were wondering. Um, many points were brought up, including that Phoebe had bruising, suggesting foul play. Also, how her pants were down when, if anything, it should have gave you like a giant wedgie, like if you went down like a water slide. That's the worst. It is the worst, because you don't want to just dig under well, your butt to pull it. And then the attendants it. are all yelling at you, like, get up, get up. And, and like, then no. everyone's looking at you, because they want to get My on the slide. My rear end is hanging out, so I need to pick a wedgie before I see anybody, the moon. <laughs> anybody goes anywhere. So, yeah, it's very weird that her pants were down instead of up. Um, so one of Ant's friends also mentioned how she found that Ant was very in control of his emotions, often being perfectly fine and then become a miserable slob when anyone arrived, especially the hand trucks. Like, 
Oh so my like, god. So like sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, he did that. Um, but the Stillnocks really got there because everyone made a thing where Stillnocks often makes people do everyday things like sleep, cooking and cleaning. Which I wish I could sleep. Yeah. Clean. I wanna sleep clean. Sleep clean would be awesome. But there have also been things like sleep driving and sleep jumping off of balconies. Hmm. Not as fun as sleep cleaning. <laughs> I don't think sleep cleaning's fun, but it would definitely be helpful. Better than awake cleaning. Yes. Um, they also seem to launch themselves out of windows as well. Why not? N everyday things, I know. Um, those things clearly cause deaths. But it is much more easier to hop off a balcony, which she had, instead of crawling through a garbage chute. So, yeah. You would have no point of reference for that either. Like, mm -hmm. how would that even clue into your mind to do that? Like, in your to-do list, I'm like, okay, have breakfast, tidy the kitchen, jump down the garbage chute. Like check, check. <laughs> Um, this inquest did nothing except for make the case more public, pretty much, because the handchucks could not proceed to make legal advancements in the case because of expenses, which is trash. Allow me to say that Ant only went to two of the 14 days of said inquest. I hate him. He was also opposed to it. Oh. Shocked. Um, sadly, this is where Phoebe's story ends, but this is where Aunt Hambles gets a little more suspicious, if you weren't already convinced. More suspicions. More suspicions thrown around. It was in 2018, and had another girlfriend named Bailey Schneider. She was 25 years old, dental assistant and part-time model. On June 23rd, she strangled herself by a cord in her parents' kitchen after drug and booze. She seems to have a type. Yeah, I know, right? Um, she was found dead just a few hours after breaking up with Aunt. Hmm. Don't be suspicious. Oh, there was nowhere in the kitchen where said cord would have been plugged. And there was no suicide load left behind. It seems to me to be a case of you got away with it once. Might as well do it again. Why not try again? Bailey also had similar consumption problems as Phoebe. <laughs> the cat! No! <laughs> it's wrong, guys! And this was also ruled a suicide. And that, my friends, is the mysterious case of the death of Phoebe Hinchuk. It's such a good case. I remember the first time that I ever... Uh, listen to this case you just spend the whole time going like how how is this a suicide how is this guy free because people have money shocking it's shocking it really sucks that that's what it is it kind of reminds me of the oj case like these big important people there's a saying you'll never find a rich man on death row it's not because rich men don't do things to deserve death row. Because they can afford to get out of it. They can afford 
to get out of it. And the flip side of that, unfortunately, is that there are so many wrongfully accused people that so end many. up on death row for the sole reason that they were too poor to afford the experts and people that you need to prove that you're innocent, mm -hmm. which rich people have. Oh. It's um, justice is not exactly as justice, equal, yeah, as it should be. It's also more than money too to have two judge parents. Oh yeah, I find that difficult to believe mm. that you would find a prosecutor willing to go against him even. Um, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I also want to say sorry this is late. There have been quite a few events and quite a few unexpected things happening. We had some family things come up and uh, part of it is my fault. But uh, that's part of the reason for the delay. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to say that there is another podcast called Phoebe's Fall that goes super in-depth in it. It's really good. They have like their own fancy website where they tell you who's who in the zoo, which I found chef's kiss. So if you wanted more details in mm -hmm. this case, that is a good place to start. A great place to start. Um, I also have a fun little game for you guys. Ooh. Fancy. No, fancy. Fancy Dijon ketchup's here now. <laughs> Stepping up in the world. Um, I will be asking a trivia question and making a post on Facebook group and Instagram page where you can put your answers in comments. The first person to have the correct answer will get a shout out the next episode with the answer of the question. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't leave you like that. That's sad. I'd be so mad if someone did that. <laughs> I answered the question, was I right? <laughs> um, but then they get to put their name in a draw for a prize. It's so fun. Love prizes. I find them so fun. So how are they going to answer? Just commenting on Yeah, commenting Instagram? on my posts. And I will pin the posts on the Facebook group. So that's that. And then you can always scroll through my Instagram account. How are you going to tell who's first? If one person answers on Facebook and one person answers on Instagram. Because usually they have the little times when it's post, no? Plus I get notifications whenever someone comments. Okay. And so when I say... Or you could do a winner for each. <gasps> Judas. Just can't be the same person. Just can't be the same. If you're super smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, after like 10 episodes, I will message the winner of the draw and the game starts over. Now this is this episode's trivia question. That's my drum roll for you. <laughs> Mum's drum roll. Um, what true crime television show host lost a son to a serial killer? <gasps> I know, I know. I know, you know. <laughs> I landed on that question. I'm like, oh, Mum's gonna be sick. <laughs> Don't comment. You're not allowed to no, comment. I, I comment. Yeah, I know you know. <laughs> It's a secret. It's a secret. Um, if you know the answer or your mother knows the answer, please comment to the trivia question post on either the Facebook or Instagram, as said. Links included in the description. Also get some of our merch. Super fun, super easy to order. 
Link is in the description. We should uh, see if we can make a don't be suspicious yeah. item. That's fun. That I'm is fun. That. I'm going to start setting up the next little season. And so I'll be, sure. be like your little line now. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I'm going to check copyright on don't saying it a couple times. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe just don't be suspicious. I don't <laughs> think singular is copyrighted. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family all about Crime Check, the true crime podcast for younger audiences, where the only four-letter word we use is kill. Thanks for having me, Gabs. No problem. And goodbye, everyone.